Coming up on episode 109 of Appetite for Distortion, Henry Rollins. We're going to talk about the brand new docuseries on the Epics channel, Punk. Talk about Guns N' Roses. And then as well, have a second interview with the nephew of West Arkeen, ready to tell his story. Welcome to the podcast. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 109. It is Brando. Big show today. Uh, a couple interviews for you. First one coming up in just a few minutes. Henry Rollins. I grew up listening to the Black Flag. I, I, I love his acting, man. Too. Uh, I, I he never dies. It, it came out a few years ago on Netflix. A very cool horror flick. Uh, his spoken word. Uh, but he's joining us today v- briefly. He was doing a morning show uh, presser tour, or however you want to phrase it. I don't think I phrased it right. Uh, at iHeart, iHeart Radio. It was via the phone. Uh, I wish it would have been cool. I would I would love to meet him. But it was over the phone. And there's a new, as of today, as of the release date of this podcast, um, which is going to be you know March 11th, there is a new docuseries, a four-part docuseries, on the Epics channel, E-P-I-X, called Punk. Very easy to remember. So Henry Rollins, one of the people that were uh, interviewed, uh, so was Duff McKagan. You may have actually seen uh, not just the, the promos for this new docuseries going around, but you may have read about how there have been some fights or verbal spats between uh, Johnny Rotten and Marky Ramone. <laughs> Fucking great, man. Oh, man, I would love, love to interview Johnny Rotten. I get a kick out of him. Say what you want, but that guy is fucking punk personified, and so is Henry Rollins, So, which is why I can't wait to talk to him. We, of course, we're going to talk about the uh, the punk docuseries and a few other things because, as I, I believe I, I mentioned, it's a short interview, and I, I like to break down the fourth wall. Uh, I think that's what po- makes podcasting great as opposed to terrestrial radio nowadays, just let you be a part of the process of these podcasts. But um, it's part of a, a, a tour where he's on the phone for two hours and there's 10, 15 stations lined up. And I was my quote unquote station, a.k.a. this podcast, was one of them. So you each station has seven minutes to interview somebody. So this was a, a pretty quick tour for Henry. I mean, he's talking for two hours. And I've been on the opposite end where I'm part of my job here at iHeart is to be the coordinator get Henry on one line and then get the station on the other and tell that station, hey, you know, you got seven minutes with Henry. We're starting at six, you know, if it's in the morning, we're, we're going to start at nine. You have to be out at 9.08. And then I go to, I, I tell Henry, hey, we're gonna, first up, we're going to go to uh, Minnesota. You're going to be talking to DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff or whoever it is. And I kind of coordinate that stuff. So uh, this time around, I was the actual station doing the interview. So um, without further ado... My, my time with Henry Rollins, and uh, after that, definitely stick around, uh, because we're going to interview somebody else very special. Uh, his name is Casey Nash Kelly, and 
you would not be familiar with that name. However, you may be familiar with his uncle's name, West Arkeen. So Casey, uh, like in Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, he reached out to me wanting to tell his uncle's story and everything that's been going on with the family. So since the Henry Rollins interview is, uh, is short, you know, again, meant for, for morning radio, uh, I wanted to give you a second bonus interview. So um, right after Henry, we're going to talk to Casey. But first, Mr. Rollins. Hey, Henry. Good morning. Good morning. It's such an honor to talk to you. I mean, everything from Black Flag. Uh, I'm such a horror movie fan. He Never Dies, one of the best ones I've seen in recent years. Oh, thank you. But, of course, uh, today you're here mainly to talk about uh, Punk, the four-part docuseries appearing, uh, premiering tonight on the Epics channel, E-P-I-X. Does, I mean, you've talked about this topic quite a, quite a lot. Uh, does the word punk, has it changed for you? Does it mean something different to you in 2019? No, not really. In that, uh, And I'm not trying to get too weird about this, but I think for many people, it, it's a word. You ask 20 people what it means to them, and I think you might get 20 very different answers. And it's almost like talking about someone's religion. And so I, in, in that, you must tread respectfully and, and with great care. And so for me, I, I, I can't tell you what anyone else would or should think about what it is, but for me it's always been a, a, a DIY, stand-up-for-yourself kind of thing. Like do your own thing and back it up with some attitude. And maybe for other people it means you know, assaulting established government systems or systems of control, okay. Um, but for me, you know, coming from Washington, D.C. and Minor Threat and Discord Records, not that I was in Minor Threat, but kind of watched it all happen, watched Ian create Discord Records, where he didn't wait around for approval. He's like, well, we're going to make a record label. I'm going to build it on my mom's kitchen table. And he went forth and, you know, did pretty well. And so that's what punk rock means to me, is just like not waiting around for approval or affirmation, because why, why should you? Life's too short. So do you believe that still exists today? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, I was watching you uh, do the, I guess, the press conference, where, you know, where, where Duff and Marky Ramone and Johnny Rotten were all there, and you answered a question about new music, and you started naming off all these new female punk bands uh how do you find new punk today how do you how do you find it how do you where do you go oh well i go to the record store a lot i go online a lot i'm in touch with a lot of record companies and they keep me abreast of things hey, you know, i have a radio show so besides being a crazy music fan i I'm, I'm really trying to promote this music and so i'm in cahoots with a lot of indie labels all over the world actually and they know that I'm an easy date. You know, if I like the music, I will play it and play it and play it. And so I'm getting records weeks, sometimes months before they come out. And I'm in constant contact with these labels. For, I've had a radio show for going on 15 years. And so this is what it's all about for me, is to keep this conversation going, especially in the independent music ranks. How does it feel? Because this is a conversation you have had uh, quite often about talking about the history of punk or what it means to you. Uh, but this specific project, having Iggy Pop be a producer, does that make this more special to you? Yeah, Iggy and John Varvatos contacted me 
and my management and, and said, hey, we want, you know, cause I've, I've known Iggy for many years. I've known John for many years. And so they contacted me and said, hey, you want to be involved? And we saw their names. We're like, yeah. You know, I, I, I see Iggy whenever, you know, we, we cross paths. I go, you know, fly around and see him play. And I met John in, in Detroit many, many years ago, or Ann Arbor, rather. And, and so for me, those two names were kind of a, a, a mark of quality. So I went, yeah, okay. Because there, there's quite a few of these things that get made. And um, I get asked to be on almost all of them. And to where it's like puppies, here, have two. Um, so I l- I've learned to say no now and then, but when I saw their names, I was like, oh, okay, because I just didn't think they were going to be screwing around. Sure. A lot of great names associated with this docuseries, uh, including Duff McKagan. Yeah. I'm wondering what your view is on, on Guns N' Roses, because you saw them way back. Do you consider, especially the era, you know, the Sunset Strip era, do you consider Guns N' Roses punk? Yeah. In their own way. Oh, I've done Duff for decades, and, and he's, I, I saw him the other night. That's a really good guy, and was in a you know he used to, his band used to open for Black Flag, and and so we have an interesting history. The first time I saw Guns N' Roses, they were opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They were like the open the door at doors band at like 7 p.m. Halloween 1986 at Ackerman Ballroom at UCLA, and. Yeah, they were using Black Flag's sound system that night, so I actually loaded. I was their road crew. I loaded in that night for fifty bucks, and I watched him sound check, and then I watched him play. And I was standing next to a buddy of mine. He said, "What do you think?" I said, "It looks like the Aerosmith meets the Sex Pistols." I said, "This is going to do really well," and you know, I, was, I got that right. But I thought they were really good. In fact, I, I thought they were the best band on stage that night. Right on. So in addition to having a knack to producing music and and playing music and being a part of it, but to assess the situation and kind of identify. Uh, So since you are a part of many of these docuseries about punk, was there anything in the making of this one that really surprised even you, Mr. Henry Rollins? Not really. I mean, you know, when you do, do the actual making of the proverbial sausage, I mean, I, did, I sat on a comfy couch for three hours and answered questions. I mean, that, that's kind of what I did. And then a lot of press ensued. Um, what I think is really good is just how well everyone comes across in the interviews. I mean, I, I've seen 45 minutes of all four episodes kind of in a melange that they showed us the other night at the premiere. So, you know, a, a cut down, I think they call it. And just yeah, how dead honest and great Joan Jett is. I mean, she's just fantastic. And she's like Lemmy. Everything she says is the truth. Do you believe it? And you know, Iggy is so funny. And just everyone came across as just real. And you see how sincerely not everyone knew what they were doing at first or didn't know what it was going to be. And you feel that excitement again, like, wow, this was not all pre-planned. It was not so sitting in a record company office figuring what song do we write to get the Midwest. It was just like, well, here goes. And you, you hear that coming from these people who are now you know, 50s, 60s, you know, of age, 70s, Iggy. So, and, and you still see that it still means something to them. 
like you know, they're sincere in their kind of wonder at the whole thing, which I really appreciate. And I appreciate you, Henry. Thanks so much for your time today. Uh, Punk, a four-part docu-series on epics. I hope next time we get to speak a little bit more at length. But uh, Henry Rollins, you are a national treasure. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I mean, what an honor to interview Henry Rollins. Uh, I, I need to first and foremost thank my 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 boss here at iHeartRadio and in Premier Radio Networks for allowing me to do that. I, yes, I get a lot of interviews myself. Um, many of you uh, have brought me interviews, but but sometimes, uh, and that usually co- coincides with the shorter interviews. Uh, I get them through iHeart, and the reason why those are shorter is that they are you know kind of break the fourth wall. Let you you know is that it's meant for morning radio essentially, and you know morning radio is filled with pointless jibber jabber and commercials and songs you've heard over and over again for 40 years and sometimes they have a, a guest so that has to fit into the segments have to fit in so I'm we're doing it for podcasts now and and uh, so hopefully I can reach out to Henry again and get a longer interview but still uh, grateful for his his, his time uh, albeit short but I figure you know yeah what am I going to release a eight minute episode no no this is this is more than that this is I want this to be your, your uh, replacement from morning radio, so that's why I want, I want to give you a full show. And this one, I guess this uh, this guest brought himself to me. So we're gonna call uh, Casey, like Casey in the Sunshine Band. But uh, you know, you probably already hate me already, Casey. Uh, so people understand that it's not like Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. It's like it's spelled differently. So uh, Casey, we're gonna get into his story in just a second, but it's gonna be a nice segue from one interview to the next with a little. News. Of course, brought to you by AlternativeNation.net. And uh, the segue, a lot of segues, that's just how I, my brain works, is uh, with iHeartRadio, you know, uh, just thanking them for allowing me to, you know, yeah, do the podcast. Yes, I work here, but this podcast was not part of the deal when I was hired. You know, I had to work at it, and now it's being recognized by iHeartRadio. So part of Shotgun News is maybe you are a new listener who heard our promotion, our promo, as they call in the biz, on another podcast. You know, I cut a couple 15-second and 30-second promos that it, it maybe probably like another music-related or, or rock-related podcast that you were listening to and you heard my voice before that podcast started when you hit it on your app or online or uh, or after you heard my promo. So that's iHeart is behind the AFD, uh, you know, night train, podcast train right now. You know, slowly but surely, you know, we're, we're building this thing up. So that's pretty cool. And um, guests that I may get help with, like Henry Rollins, uh, some I, I get myself. So I want this to be part of Shotgun News coming up, going to announce. I don't know. It's maybe next episode, the one after. I forget. Uh, but Bob Guglione Jr. from, uh, well, Spin Magazine, Get in the Ring. Bob Guglione Jr. at Spin, what you pissed off because your dad gets more pussy than you. You know the deal. Fuck you. Uh, he's going to come on. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his history, you know, what he's doing now. Uh, he has a really cool travel website, so we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But the reason I'm bringing this up in Shotgun News, not just to announce that, that him as a guest, but I tweeted just to, just to announce that he was a guest. Uh, of course, follow us at the AFD Show on Twitter. 
a nine-year-old lyric video for Get in the Ring. So that video has been on YouTube for nine years. Then I get hit with a copyright claim on Twitter. So what's going on there? Is it is, is Twitter's policy, copyright policy, that horrendous? Or are we being uh, under attack again by, uh, by Bagel Boy? And for those of you who may have listened to the Copyright Democracy episode and uh, Linker's Revenge episodes, there's more details there. All, all has been quiet, but something's weird. Something doesn't make sense. You know, we're all hyper aware of what's online now and what can be taken away very quickly. We're in that world, guns, roses, or not. So to have uh, that claim, which, by the way, which would be the second claim on my Twitter, and I talked about this before, Casey. I don't know if you know. I, I tweeted, I, I shared, this was shared on like another like Facebook, uh, Guns N' Roses Facebook group. It was, I guess, a um, isolated vocals from Guitar Hero, uh, sorry, for Sebastian Bach and Axel. And Sebastian Bach, I tweeted it to Sebastian. He retweeted it, having never heard it before. Then his tweet and then my tweet get hit with copyright claims. So again, is this Twitter for video? And that was another video that has been online for online for decades. Or is this another online attack? And uh, again, listen to those copyright democracy and leakers revenge episodes if you are unfamiliar, if you're a, a new listener or what I'm talking about. I'm still aware of this. I'm not going to... Guns N' Roses stays quiet about a lot of this stuff, but one of these days they're going to be completely taken off the internet. Unless they're all going to be on their own website. Maybe that's the game all along. Anyway, something else that I noticed as we kind of shift from Shotgun News into our second guest for the day. Uh, something else that we all noticed that It's So Easy and many other songs from Appetite were taken off Spotify and some other areas. And what was the common thing there? There, it wasn't just, oh, this is a copyright thing. This is Trolls. No, there was something behind it. These were all songs written by uh, West Arkeen. And that was no accident. So today, you know, I'm kind of uh, honored and I really appreciate you reaching out, Casey, because I... Yeah, man. My pleasure. Absolutely. I, I Did you listen to the episodes with Greg Buckwalter and uh, Jamie Hunting? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was on a trip to New Orleans and I, for the past like five years of my life, have just been digging for, you know, anything I haven't heard off the Outpatients album or, you know, GNR material. Um, and I came across those uh, podcasts of yours. And so I, I gave them a listen and I actually reached out to uh, Greg, you know, and had a, a brief conversation over Facebook with him. Um, but I have grown up um, kind of in the shadow of this whole um, thing my entire life. And, uh, and I'm just looking for more information wherever, wherever I can find it. And uh, anyways, uh, I, I really appreciate, you know, what you do in terms of, you know, finding out these details and reasonings why. Uh, and, you know, I've learned from your podcast uh, stuff that I haven't heard from family members about uh, my uncle's last leg of his life, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I know my family does, too. 
for sure. Well, I, I'm glad because those were, you know, doing this Guns N' Roses podcast, it's not like I have a weekly with Axel and Slash calling in. So, you know, to get creative yeah. and to understand all the other brilliant minds that have been involved with this band, this organization, whatever you, you want to refer to GNR as at this point uh, in the game. For sure. But, yeah. but I was very grateful. It's a phenomenon, man. Sure. Because there was somebody that mentioned on, and I wish I can remember so I can give them proper credit, but on mygnrforum.com suggested getting some people from the outpatients on to know more yeah. about that record, considering that had the very last recording of Axel and Slash on a song together, yeah. even though they didn't know it <laughs> at the time when they were recording yeah, for it. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So to have uh, Jamie and, and Greg come on and then to tell, you know, not just talk about the music and their history, but just their relationship with West and the heartbreaking tales of when they found out or when they found him. So that's, yeah. that's something else to do with this podcast because you can't, if you're going to talk seriously about Guns N' Roses where it's not just like a bullshit conversation, you yeah, rock and roll, you're going to have to talk about addiction. You're going to have to talk about oh, drugs. Absolutely. You're going to have to talk about death. To all, to all of the, the fortune and the fame, you know, it's it's not a surprise. You know, there is that dark side. And, you know, my mother, you know, put it in the terms that L.A., you know, sucked him up and chewed him up and spit him out. Um, and, you know, I'm just like many other people, you know, that didn't make it out of that that generation, you know. And that's, you know, that's a reason why it has this, you know, mystique, you know, and, and this, you know, kind of magic, you know, around it. Um, and beyond that you know it's it's on a personal level you know trying to figure out who you are as a young person you know you reach out to you know your blood family members um and one of my only he would have been my my second blood uncle uh one my father's brother is still with us but he would have been my my other uncle and to not have him in the picture and to con constantly think in potentials, you know, what would happen with his career? Where would he have been? You know what I mean? Um, you know, my parents, you know, tell me the time that, uh, my mother tells me the time that, you know, we spent with him, you know, when I was a toddler and, and a young kid, my brother was a young teenager at the time. So, you know, I know for a fact, uh, West had a, you know, strong impression on my brother, you know, and he loves, loves him dearly, you know, uh, up, you know, right before his death, um, West was clean. Um, uh, my mom tells me, you know, he worked very hard to, you know, put his addiction on the back shelf and, and try, try to focus on life. And, uh, you know, during that time, my brother got to go spend a few weeks with him. You know, my mom took me as a toddler, out to California. Uh, she was living in Texas at the time and, you know, to go pick up my brother and, and visit with him. And, um, I West, I believe at that time gave my, my brother a telecaster, you know, and he was evidently very supportive about, you know, my brother pursuing, you know, his musical talents, you know, and it's just, you know, in his death, you know, he's left behind all of this music um, for, 
You know, it seems now, you know, because everything is so, you know, everything I feel is like behind all of this red tape. Hmm. Um, You know, it seems like it's like the Outpatients album is, you know, it's himself left behind for his family, you know, and he, you know, it's not a very uppity fucking album, man. Like, you know, you listen to the lyrics and the songs, you know, it's, you know, it's some dark shit and it's some heavy shit. And, you know, that was, you know, him, my mom tells me, you know, he was this loving character, you know, hilarious, you know, full, full of fucking, you know, spunk, uh, and, you know, got involved, you know, in heroin, you know, just like a lot of people at the time. And that completely changed his character, you know, and he was pursuing, you know, music his whole life, you know, so if, you know, I've heard, you know, other people, you know, say that, you know, they think, you know, heroin is like a catalyst for fucking, you know, good music and, you know, <laughs> out of the box thought, like, dude, like no shit. You know, I, I fucking, I jam with a lot of musicians, man. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, are people with problem, basic fucking, you know, addiction, you know what I mean? And they're just in that mode because they feel like, you know, that's rock and roll, man, you know, fucking Gigi Allen, uh, you know, and, and anybody that thinks that, you know, hasn't been subjected to, you know, having a fucking entity, you know, in, in your life, you know, that, you know, my mom went on and on about, he was the glue that kept, you know, siblings and, you know, parents together, you know what I mean? And it was just like, once that got fucking terminated, it was like, that was the domino, you know, first domino to fall. And it was just like, it seems to me, you know, and all of this I have to say is just my perspective growing up, hearing, listening, seeing, uh, you know, and it, I, it didn't dawn, you know, on me that, you know, this perspective is very unique. You know, this position that I'm in is very unique. Who the fuck else can say their uncle was, you know, not just a friend to the fucking band, you know, but a songwriter, you know, and just, mm-hmm. I can list off the songs to people, dude, you know, and dude, I, lo- I love to fucking, I'm so proud, you know, of, of him, you know, being this fucking character, you know, and I tell people all the time about, you know, you like this thing, you like this thing, you need to fucking check out the outpatients, you know, and to me that, you know, that very personal album, uh, you know, it's very definitive of a particular pocket, you know, in time, in music, um, you know, and I dig deep and I dig deep and it's like, you know, you can obviously pick out, you know, the common trends that come to a head, you know, in, in a period of years, uh, you know, like it was fucking post ground, you know, it was post Nirvana, you know what I mean? Like it was a right. very, like, it was a very unique, you know, pocket of music that could have like who fucking knows where that could have gone like i listen to that dude i hear alice in chains guns and like i hear fucking everything Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's very deliberate it's very deliberately written it's very detailed you know and you can tell like you know because we have demos of of those fucking songs you know on cassette tapes that we haven't digitalized Mm. my mother actually her mom martha west's mom uh right before she passed away suddenly uh in the hospital due to a fucking uh procedure gone wrong 
um, gave my mom some cassette tapes, like some fucking gallon bags of cassette tapes. And my mom going through them, no shit, like two months ago, found some cassettes that West gave his mom. Um, I assume right before he died because it's the outpatient stuff. Wow. Uh, and so like my mom is, she called me at work and she's like, Casey, Casey, you have to listen, you know, and she's holding the phone up to, uh, you know, her speakers at home and I'm listening to this shit that I've never heard before, you know, that's been sitting in a fucking closet. Uh, and you know, just to hear the bare bones of what these songs became, um, and to hear it with the original singer, because you have to keep in mind the whole fucking, and I know, you know, the whole thing, you know, heroin destroyed the whole fucking, the whole band, the whole man. band. you know what I mean? Yeah. First day, first day of recording his, his lead singer dies, you know, and not just lead singer, but a friend, you know, that he had a rapport with, you know, right. and it's like, right, right, right. I could, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine, you know what I mean? Like you put in all this work developing music over your life. Cause like, dude, it's not like you sit down and write a song. Like from my perspective, you know, this, this dude was working on this music his whole life, this music, his whole life. And to fucking finally find that match and for it to drop out, like, you know, I, it's, it's, it's literally losing dude, a love of your life in a way. Dude, it's, like, it's like, it's like, fuck, it's mind blowing. You know, like he just picked back up, you know, hunted down a fucking a vocalist that, that fit, you know, and they cut the album, you know what I mean? And I, it blows me away that, you know, this album isn't heard more, you know, it just like it blew me away that, you know, Greg or one of the two, Jamie uh, mentioned, they were surprised that people were hearing this album. And it's like, dude, like what the music on this fucking album is, is so good. Uh, and through and through from beginning to end, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm partial. It's hard to find. It's a masterpiece, man. Yeah, dude, I've, I've listened to it right. countless times over my life. It's the soundtrack to my life, dude. You know, like during his death, my mom went through this fucking, this period, you know, of, you know, she lost her, her brother that she was close to. Now you got to keep in mind, you know, there are, how, how was my mother. Yeah, how, how close were they in age? Uh, like four years. Okay. Like, or two years. He was born in 60. She was born in 62. So, you know, she was the baby. Wes was the step up. Then there was Abe. And then there was Susan. Um, and so that's the, you know, that's the childhood picture, you know, and the parents, Martha and Morris, right? Um, my grandfather, uh, West's father, Wes was born in, you know, France, you know what I mean? Uh, he was in the military and they were living in France at the time. Um, and then they moved to Texas, uh, and, you know, lived shit. My, uh, my grandparents were married for 30 years and then they got a divorce. Uh, and during that 30 years, they had a daughter who I think is like Susan, the eldest. I think she's about 12 years older than the rest of her siblings. So she is, you know, she's almost like a a second mom, you know, she's very, very much older than the rest of the siblings. And then towards the end of their marriage, they had Abe West and my mom within, you know, like eight years or something like that. So these three siblings growing up were very close in age. 
Um, but the grandparents, um, West's parents divorced. Um, I, I could, when he, I'm sure when he was like three or four, um, and my grandfather Morris moved to San Diego. Um, and you know, he, I, you know, and that's a whole other thing, you know, there's a whole other, other complicated situation, you know, and you know, everything I've heard has come from, you know, my mother, you know, and her perspective of the whole situation. But sure. from what she told me is, uh, her father was like, you can come live with me or you can stay with your mother. It's your choice. You know? Um, but I'm taking my boys. And so he took West and Abe, Susan, you know, was already pr- pursuing schooling, you know, and she was already like on her own path, you know, but he was like, uh, you know, I'm taking my boys and they're living in California. Uh, and so my mom stayed in San Antonio uh, with her mom because she, you know, she felt a very, very strong connection to, you know, her mom. It's her mom. Um, anyways, uh, she, you know, Martha, she fought, you know, for custody for the kids, you know, to an extent, you know, but uh, Morris, you know, was this multi-million dollar uh, real estate developer. Um, and, you know, my mom just goes on and on about, you know, how brilliant of a man he is and the few conversations I've had with my uncle Abe, um, who I, he's, I, w- I wouldn't even call him an uncle, you know what I mean? Mm, uh, it's, uh, there's, you know, he's, I've met him maybe once in my life, you know what I mean? And I've had, you know, a handful of conversations with this guy. And to me, he is the catalyst for, you know, what would be a family, you know, being decimated, um, due to unfortunate circumstances, you know, West, West dying. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I, you know, I heard, you know, your podcast and I thought, you know, for the longest time, like, dude, you know, this fucking story that we've had, you know, and the shit that we've had going on, which, you know, my, my poor mom, you know, she goes through losing her brother, Mm. you know, Wes, and then losing her mom, you know, she wants to put any fucking, you know, anything, you know, like that on the back burner concerning estate or, you know, and dude, uh, anyways, so yeah, Wes lived in California, um, you know, and and it would go back and forth, you know, and visit his mom and sister and then go back to California. And then my my sister during some, I mean, my mom during summertime would go and visit her, you know, brothers in California. And it was a very back and forth thing, um, uh, you know, and, you know, from what I know, West, you know, pursued music, you know, his entire life, you know, playing acoustic, you know, but he moved you know, to Los Angeles, you know, out of his fucking dad's, um, to pursue music full time, you know, and, uh, I, you know, he was like 24, I think. Um, and and that's how old you to, are, right? Uh, I'm 25. Yeah. Oh, okay. 25. So, so yeah. do you ever put that in perspective? You know, the, the age that you are now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. You know what I mean? And, and my mom, you know, and, and her friends and, you know, my brother, 
uh, and West's friends who were all a part of this tribute page on Facebook, you know, and it's a private group, but you know, it's all of his friends from the strip days and elsewhere and ex girlfriends mm-hmm. and, you know, and they all, they all share, uh, you know, memories and, you know, like James, yeah, Jimbo Estrella, um, you know, and Del James, you know, they're all a part of this group. Um, and so that was, you know, an open door for me to just like, Hey, you know, send a message and be like, Hey man, you know, do you have any stories about my uncle? Any good man? I was like, I was up to hear anything, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture of, you know, who this person was, you know, beyond what I knew. Sure. Um, I mean, everything so, you're, you're saying, yeah. I, I, I really identify with, and I think a lot of people would. I keep thinking, I've had, I have family issues, you know, with the death of, of my dad, and and seeing in in what I believe in my, I guess my, because I'm I'm also one of four, just like West was, yeah. you know, it's for me, it's all brothers, but and we have obviously we're 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 close, uh, but like my dad's side of the family blamed my mom for what happened to my dad, but they won't come out and say that because they, they feel like it's going to hurt us, the kids, even though it's obvious that's yeah. what they think. Oh, then the shortly after, you know, just like how you uh, he, he your mom lost her brother and then uh, yeah. her mother. So then like my, eight months after my dad goes, uh, his mom, my grandma goes. And that was just a catalyst for because she was the matriarch of that side and where yeah. she went. So, I mean, there's a lot of little things. I'm not going to go into, of and course, in the same you detail know, that you did. Scrambling to, like, pick up, you know, you know, because it's like once, you know, it's just a chain reaction of shit, man, you know, that, that takes place, you know, and unfortunately, you know, it could have gone one way, you know, and, you know, I'm sure there would be, you know, more family contact, you know, but, you know, due to you know, certain person's actions, it went a completely other way. And it, it's just, it's a shame, you know what I mean? So and, the, and I've, let's talk about that, because that's something, again, sure. I, I identify with as well, where I feel, you know, after my, my dad and even after my grandma, I'm like, all right, because I'm the oldest of, of all of them. And I think when my dad uh, passed, sure. I was... I mean, 35 now, I was 29, so I wasn't, th- I, I know I wasn't 30 yet, but so all my brothers were obviously younger, and it's like, here's a chance for the family to get together and maybe use this, like, if there is a silver lining in an actual loss of a family member, let's find it. And then just somehow, with, whether it's money or, or feelings that were never talked about, and now they can't be, they're, they're you know, there's like, a, it's going through like an anger it's going through like an anger funnel now because people don't know how to be sad. I can truly control their emotions. There's so many variables, and I'm sure everybody yeah. listening knows what happens after when someone goes, and the whole entire family's affected. But it's not, again, what's going on with Wes. So I remember having the, uh, a lot of people were asking this question on my podcast, social media, I saw it on my GNR forum, and I certainly noticed when I would see, you know, It's So Easy come up on my Spotify, then all of a sudden go to the next song. I'm like, what, what, the, what, yeah. the, what the fuck? Yeah. So, you know, what can you, what can you tell us? Because I think that's what Jamie and Greg kind of alluded to, that there is, you know, some family stuff going on, which is why this album isn't in wider release and why people can't get it. You know, even on, on yeah. YouTube, sometimes it's not always there. It's this 
piece of art, man, uh, that, you know, a human being put his life, you know, into, um, has been turned to just a funnel for profit. And, and that's it, you know? And if there's not any, you know, if there's not any, like, monumental profit, you know, going into the pocket of the owner of the IP, um, then, you know, I'm sure it's, it's not considered worth this individual's time. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's the whole fucking story, dude, um, is, you know, after West died, his father died. Um, before he passed, um, and then West passed, um, in 96 and then about nine years later, 10 years later, um, his mother passed. Um, so what that did was that just left this whole, you know, revenue stream to go unseen, uh, for years, you know, and just collect, this poor fucking 80, you know, three-year-old woman, feeble-minded woman who was the heir to this multi-million dollar estate wasn't aware, you know? She she knew West had success and they had their problems like any mother and son do, um, you know, but they loved each other. And my mom, you know, she goes on about how much West adored his mom despite what other individuals out there claim um why would you give your mom fucking demo tapes you know right before your death why would you why would you gift her your music you know if you didn't love your mom you know uh yeah and so you know and i'm sure west you know because i've heard you know from and read other places that you know, when he was, like, in his addiction, he was one character, you know, and when he was out, he was another character, you know, and he was this, like, so, you know, soft-hearted, always, you know, funny guy, you know, but I've read that when he was, you know, his, you know, addict self, you know, he would make crazy claims to people and be a, you know, be a prick and, you know, cut people off and fire people, you know, and then apologize and be like, yo, I'm sorry, man, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, but regardless, my whole point is after he died, you know, this account started filling up with Guns N' Roses royalties, outpatients royalties, miscellaneous shit, you know, Duff McKagan's Believe in Me album, I'm sure, you know, anything that was out there that West was registered to. You know, this revenue was just building up. Um, and the heir, the legal heir to this fucking estate wasn't aware. Um, you know, and like I said, she was, you know, over 80 years old. You know, I, and I had a very personal relationship with my grandmother, you know. Um, and for... You know, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. this Abe, West's brother, he has made some outrageous claims about her, you know, her person and, 
West's relationship with her and, you know, and all of this shit. And, uh, you know, and they have a very, or they had rather a very, you know, um, you know, rocky fucking relationship themselves. You know, they're children of divorce, you know. Um, you know, and I think that was a lot of pain for West, you know, too, as much as Abe, you know, Susan was already like, you know, she made it out of her adolescence, you know, she was, you know, she was, you know, on her way. Uh, but I think the three siblings, West, Abe, and Alice, my mom, uh, I think they all felt, um, you know, felt like children of divorce, man. You know what I mean? Like, no, I understand. They, had, they all, all had their problems. Um, so that being said, from my discussions with my uncle Abe, which I reached out to after seeing some legal threat on Facebook, uh, made by him to, I couldn't even tell you the name of the person, um, but they were just trying to fucking, <laughs> they were trying to coordinate and throw a benefit show for like heroin addiction or what they didn't even choose the benefit yet. But the whole purpose of the thing was to have, you know, a party, you know, in West's honor okay. to celebrate his, his life and his music. Um, and it was just, you know, a ball that started rolling on this Facebook feed and everybody's like, yo, I got the connects for this, you know, and no problem. A date was set, you know, a, a fucking, they made a, you know, a page for it and shit. And then out of nowhere was this, you know, page long comment, uh, by a Barkeen who, you know, decided to go by James, which is his middle name. Um, you know, claiming that if anybody were to use his, his brother's, you know, intellectual property in any, you know, factor that they would be, you know, um, targeted essentially. Um, and so everybody was like, all right, hands off. You know what I mean? It just makes it awkward. Um, exactly. You know, and the the whole fucking you know thing i'm trying to just come out and say it you know but the whole thing is abe pretty much unjustly acquired this estate from a feeble-minded individual um and and has been living off of it and just living off of this fucking revenue for since his death, you know, since he claimed it in, in 2005. Hmm. So the story is, right, he, after not talking to his mother for about, you know, 10 years, you know, um, probably since around the death of West, um, he calls my brother and he's like, hey, I'm trying to find your granny. You know, I've been driving around her house. I'm in a rental car, you know, and she hasn't been home all day. All right, that's like first thing, you know what I mean? Like, like just to look at that. He flew in to Texas unannounced without calling his mother, renting a car, kind of fucking cased out the joint, trying to find his mom. All the meanwhile, she was parked in her garage, you know what I mean? And she's just an old lady in her house. Anyways, he gets a hold of my brother, and, and my brother is in the Coast Guard at the time, uh, you know, somewhere in America. 
And he's like, you know, I honestly have no, you know, here's my situation. I have no idea where she is. So he goes up to the door. This is the story, you know, and it's speculation and it's from what I've heard. And, you know, the contact between Abe and Alice, my mother, um, this is how it played out. He went up to the door, knocked on it, claiming in tears. And as soon as my grandmother opened the door, he, you know, was like, will you let me in, please? And she was just taken aback by her son that she hasn't fucking heard from in a decade at her front door in tears. Mm-hmm. He comes in, claims he has ball cancer and, and all this and that. And and it's like out of, this out of left field shit. And my grandmother calls my mother after this whole situation plays out. And the whole purpose of him there was he drew up some legal papers, right? Presenting them to Martha, the heir of the estate, claiming, you know, uh, this is giving me the right to probate West's estate. He owes, he, West, I mean, uh, Abe claimed that West owed six figures in back taxes and, and all of this, you know, shit. Um, and, you know, presented this legal document to my grandmother at her house without legal representation. Um, and it was about, you know, what, from her perspective and what she told my mom, it was about probating the estate. And so the story goes, he's like, all right, let's go get some lunch. And so they go to a local restaurant um, he claims, as of a month ago, that he took her to uh, a bank and, you know, it was in front of a person, you know, where she signed this paper. Um, regardless, she wasn't aware of the, the legal document. She had no fucking explanation. This no, was, she's, uh, I get it. I mean, because she she's was older. I mean, you're taking it. Exactly. And, you know, she understood Guns and Roses, but the legal side, you know, the actual, like, you know, inner workings of the business and how he gets paid. She has, she was an 80 year old woman living off of welfare. And a year before she passed, suddenly she got a reverse mortgage on her house. Yeah. Those are things again, like it's, it's weird and it's scary because a couple of things going through my mind. Cause I guess some people, you, you don't like me being a, uh, a brother who, you know, not just like a brother, but like I have brothers and, and thinking, you know, what would my mindset be if I lost one of them? You know, is, is it a case of being just insanely protective or is it a case of where I have uh, another uncle of mine, oh, I haven't spoken too much, uh, who had a major drug habit? Uh, I mean, now he's just kind of elderly and it's just communication would just be futile at this point but another uncle just like that or is it or does he have like a i I, there's like there's so many things that are going through my mind and you just don't want it to be because when it's family and when it's affecting like he's not like an only child he has your mom you know when it's affecting siblings you know what's 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 going on and what do yeah. you um? What's his? What was his relationship? I guess with your mom, because that just makes it weird. Because you said how the the boys were split up from the girls, 
So, so he might have like a, said, a. Does he not think that your sister? I mean, your your mother deserves it because he's he, oh, he views his. No. I mean, he he he. I mean, I'm sure he thinks that, but is that actual? Is that actual? No, absolutely not. You know, and you know what? If that's the reasoning, what the fuck entitles this character to to this? You know, million dollar fortune, multi million dollar fucking fortune. This gentleman, and he ain't a gentleman. That's my. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's no, my politeness coming out. I understand, this, and, you're, this and you're, you're handling yourself well because this is uh, extremely frustrating, and it's yeah, not and about. And dude, it's been it's been people just dancing in circles, man, for since 2005. You know, as soon as he, you know, got this document signed. He left, you know, left on good terms and then sent a letter to my grandmother saying, I own West's intellectual property, any revenue, uh, in, you know, this long legal document, you know, with blue, you know, in a blue envelope and shit. And, but, but to do that, uh, like with your, your grandma, how, you know, because since yeah. you're, you're being, you know, open and honest, so that's why I want to be, because I know there are other people who have... Again, as similar a situation as you can, you know, because not everybody's uncle wrote it so easy. But yeah. you know, after you know, my my dad had passed. Apparently, a week later, my grandma changes her will to take me and my brothers out of it because yeah. it would have been because all that was in there. Okay, she had three children of her own. If she got, goes, it goes to their children, her children. You know, my mm-hmm. my aunt, my uncle, and my dad. And if one of them goes. It goes to the grandchildren, but that wasn't even in there. But this time, it was changed to include the grandchildren, so it was an obvious thing. When it wasn't a lot of money, where it was just a way to get back at my mom, thinking that she was involved, yeah. you know, with what happened with my dad. So, but yeah. but what I'm getting the sense from you, which is how I felt, and it's a major difference in money for me. It was just you know thousands of dollars, but it was not. You know, multi-million dollar, but you you could tell that it's about the music. It's about just wanting to be a part of the family. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. Dude, money like, fucks so, so many things up. You know, it makes people exactly, do bad. You know, you know, and yeah, okay. and the person that may may be living on the fucking high horse, you know, with this income, dude, does not have the perspective or appreciation for art. You know, um, that comes when you don't have that. Because, you know, even though West's father was this multi-million dollar, you know, entity, you know, who took care of him, you know, my mom tells me, you know, he, he would fucking put money in his account and make sure he was all right, you know, when he was a young teenager, you know, and buy him a car, you know, and that was the whole thing, you know what I mean? Like, West was this, you know, creative genius, you know what I mean, with this, like, aura, you know what I mean? And then Abe, on the other hand, was this very, like, mathematical, you know, for lack of a better word, dork, you know? You got the fucking rock star and you got the fucking dork, you know? And what kind of animosity... But, you know, like, I have a brother. I have a brother that's 10 years older than me, you know, who's also West's nephew, um, you know, he's Aaron, the dude who spent, you know, the week with him uh, before his death, you know, and I know, you know, brothers fight, dude, you know, and I'm sure there was, 
animosity between the two of them. My mom recalls West uh, leading up, like, right before his death, being like, dude, Abe is a fucking freak. You know, and now this quote-unquote from fucking West, fucking freak, is living off of his fucking art, man. He's hiding out in fucking Abu Dhabi with his very successful daughter who has, who has you know, and she's reached out purely on a on the same level that I'm, I'm at, you know, a family interest, you know. She's like, who is my cousin, you know, and I'm, I'm in the same boat, you know. Yeah, no, I know and what she's, you're talking about. You know, she's got, a, she's got a master's, you know, and she's got a, a successful business, you know, and she lives in Abu Dhabi, you know, but now her her father... Uh, you know, who she, I'm sure she's had a strenuous relationship with, you know. By the way, you know, this individual, Abe, who's living off the... You know, he was committed, like, five years ago for having a fucking nervous breakdown, freaking out. You know, and I'm sitting in, like, you know, my room or something, and I'm thinking, you know, yeah, it's probably because you fucked your dead brother and now dead mother, you know, out of their fucking, you know, like, what was rightfully theirs, you know? And so this guy is, like, living his life being, like, this is rightfully mine, you know, when in actuality this guy was a substitute teacher that I'm sure has never seen a motherfucking day of hard work in his life, you know what I mean? And and now he's just living, making these bullshit documentaries, alien aliens versus hippies, and, like, like trash, dude, like, fucking, like, it's your delusional mind on screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like yeah. a peek into this, like, dude, like for real, like I, and I, like I said, I've had a handful of conversations with them after I heard your, uh, podcast, you know, with Jamie and, and, uh, Greg, I, uh, and after I saw that legal threat online, I took a fucking snapshot of it. And I was like, dude, I'm going to call this guy. You know, this is as much, you know, shit. And, you know, I've, I just wanted to learn for myself about the situation from the, from the source. Right. You know, my mom was one source. She's credible, but she's my mom, you know, and I wanted to be neutral. I wanted to talk to this individual that could have been my uncle. You know, if you fucking tried, we could have had a relationship, you know, but he didn't because he's a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> like, he's like the lowest form of human, you know? And that's just like, that's from me to him, you know? There uh, you go. It, it, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, I, I, for one, I appreciate your sh uh, you sharing your story, and I know it's also West's, but your story as well. I mean, this is hard to talk about, you know, and the reason why uh, I'm sharing is snippets of, of me is to know, to let you know and others know that I, I know what it feels like when family yeah. does this, and it's really frustrating. And you yeah. kind of, there, you know, you hope, you know, I could say to you, and it's what I think to myself: one day, one day they're going to change. One day things are going to, you know, work out, you know, for the for the best. And yeah, you know, we're going to we're, sure. we're going to look back, and we're going to, you know, all this have a, a giant, this is a giant lesson, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're like, gonna all going to have like a big cry first. and hug each other. But I mean, I I know that's not reality, and they're yeah. You know, yeah, hell no. <laughs> you know, it's it's frustrating, and a couple, you know, uh, one thought came to mind. Have you ever? Well, a couple things because I know uh, we're not going to keep you here forever. Uh, For sure. One thing: Have you ever thought about 
what if Axel said something? You know, someone, you know, you look at the, like those old pictures and videos of Axel and West and you see the love between between them, the oh, friendship dude. between them. And you wonder, and it's like I've said before, I mean, I, I don't know Axel from Adam and anything. So I think, you know, yeah. I, I've said before, I, I would love for Axel to talk about mental health because I think he would have the great, great platform for it. Yeah. But for him, if he just said something about what's going on with this estate, you know, I, I was wondering, I mean, I don't know if that's naive for me to think that he could even change anything, but... I wonder if it bothers I him. I wonder if it, this bothers Axel. You know, I got to imagine dude, he still thinks about Wes. So, yeah, absolutely. And, like, what a st- – I mean, I know there were a lot of co-songwriters, you know what I mean, that were on all of the, all of those albums. You know, Buckethead is credited. You know, Del James is credited. Like, you know, it's, it's countless, uh, you know, the individuals who had, you know, their foot in the circle. Uh you know, but this particular one was, you know, first hit off of the first like major album that like appetite for de- it's appetite for destruction, dude. Not like it's not GNR live. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's B one. No, it, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like the uh, uh, you know the fine young cannibals so, greatest hits. It's a fucking Guns N' Roses first debut album. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Exactly. So I'm you know I could only imagine what a stunt. You know, that was creatively in in everybody's process because, you know, like to have one mind throwing ideas out there, you have to keep in mind West, as soon as he went there, man, and as soon as he went to L.A., he went to a school for music. He went to the same fucking school that John Frusciante went to and countless others, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was, you know, he was fundamentally and technically sound. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, like, I'm sure he was able to to share that with these other musicians that had, you know, that were on their own journey, you know what I mean? Uh, interested in music, you know, but may not have had that opportunity. Uh, you know, because, like, you go to... You go to the Outpatients album, you know, and the tunings, you know change you know four or five times you know throughout the whole the whole album you know and like you look at it's just like it's very like i said deliberate and in technical man you know i i saw i can't remember where i read it but i remember reading uh that in the scene you know he was selling you know like crash diet for instance you know there is a a guns and roses demo you know and that's west song first first and foremost you know what i mean and if it didn't make it onto the guns and roses album at one point you know or even if it didn't come out with axel you know singing it as a demo i'm sure it would have been you know under the outpatients umbrella you know it was on the same, you know, cassette with outpatient songs, crash dot, you know, like you know, all of the skeletons, you know, it's the the it's so easy skeleton, like you know, like and fans want that, especially since the band really has released I, new that's music. That's what I'm saying, dude. We appreciate I'm a, it. I'm yeah. a I'm a fucking fan too. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm not able to find my uncle's music. More beyond. importantly, the West would want us to have it. This isn't a matter of Dude, copyright. That's what thing. I'm yeah. saying, man. You know, like right. that is that is what I'm saying. You know, West working his fucking life for this product, which is badass. I'm sh- he would want it out there, man. You know, like, and and he was working his fucking his way to it. You know what I mean? And 
you know, and he was successful, man. You know, addiction was one thing. He beat it a few times and circumstances played out, uh, you know, and here we are. Here we are. Uh, so what, um, yeah, dude. what, I mean, cause you're 25, you're talking about an uncle who died when you were really young. Um, you know, often I, I think about relatives that died when I was young and, and just wishing that I knew them, you know, that's at that, the, at that point. point and then they write asking questions and looking back at old photos and trying to find out how maybe this person has affected the person you are today. And you're right. So we all yeah. we all do that. And to, to go through it, you know, what I often talk about with other aspects of being in a band, just to go through this shit publicly is just, yeah. it adds everything on. We all know the stresses of family stuff, but they go through it again publicly. And then, you know, if you're going, if you have, we all have money issues, but then they have multi-million dollar money issues. It's just so, so stressful because you are just... I mean, I'm not going to say it. Maybe I say because I have a brother your age, but you're just a kid, you know? Yeah, uh, dude, absolutely. You know, I just came into fucking consciousness a few years ago, <laughs> you know, to like, what the fuck, you know, what is going on really? You know what I mean? So what are you, and, uh, uh, so what are you doing like now? I mean, I know you're just a regular dude. You reached out to me wanting to talk about your uncle and I appreciate sure. it. You're, you're always welcome uh, back on if there's somebody else. You know, in in the family that wants yeah, to talk about West, man. and it doesn't always yeah. have to be, you know, somber. We we all know, unfortunately, what happened, but it could be cool stories, fun tidbits, whatever you want to do. You know, consider me a, an outlet for you. I have no problem with that. Uh, but, That's cool, man. But what do you uh, like? What are you doing? What is you know what what's what's going on for for KC? Well, I'm a chef and musician in Denver. I just moved up to Denver last summer. Cool. So. I'm checking out the music scene and the food scene here. Just kind of met a few cool people up here, started writing with them and, you know, just trying to get the ball rolling up here. You know, Wes, like I said, you know, he's influenced my brother, you know, he's left an impression on everybody, you know what I mean? And, you know, there's my brother just had his first kid um, and he's actually named after him. His middle name is West. So, mm. Hudson West Arkeen is the new uh, addition to the family, you know, nice. and and it's cool. I'm, I'm a first time uncle, you know, and so that's a whole other thing, you know. It's like <laughs> now, now I am to him, you know, what this fucking person, you know, could have been, you know, to me, and I look forward to being that, you know, mm. that person mm. uh, to this individual. Life, uh, man. So yeah, man. Exactly, just living life to the fullest, just. Yeah, like I appreciate you, you know, welcoming me, welcoming me on, man. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm a fan of, you know, what you're doing, you know, and you know, every, and I'm, I've just learned so much, you know, from listening to your show, and so it's personal, you know, to me, just on my own journey to collect information and and figure out, you know, the story really. So. Yeah, man. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's totally fucking cool. No, this was very cool, and I know it's hard to talk about, um, you know, even though you were eager to talk about it, but there's a lot of emotions that, that come up, and I can get a sense for, you know, your your confusion, your anger, your curiosity, your love. I can get, you know, I can sense the whole range of emotions that I know. Like, I know, but I don't know. That kind of, uh, that kind of phrasing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's frustrating. I, I hope... In in one way or another, something works out because uh, I know 
Jamie and and Greg, uh, they both want to share not just their Dude, contributions. And, and they, but, de- yeah. they deserve, you know. They deserve it. You know, for fucking the work that they put into this fucking piece of art, you know, an acknowledgement, you know what I mean? And so that's right. a damn shame that, that they haven't fucking heard anything, you know. And, you know, and from, you know, I'm sure it's but, a wall of the illegal action they have to go against, but... You know who knows what will happen. I I hope I hope something good happens though. Me too. But For everybody, yeah. Why did you know the outpatients thing is is one unfortunately just one side of it. But why were the GNR songs taking off? Like why? So is that like a direct uh, so, order from your from your quote unquote uncle that said I don't want these streamed anymore? Like what what's dude? Uh, it's it's pure spec speculation from my point. Okay. Um, but um, I would assume it's it just has to do with him fucking like not not being in the conversation. Like I said, this character from what I've learned and and heard is you know detached man, um, and and it's a shame that he is calling the shots for this estate, you know? Um, so I really couldn't tell you, but if I had to guess, it would be because he's just not in the loop and, or, it, you know, the money's not quite worth it. You know what I mean? Because, mm. uh, like, dude... If I was GNR, I would know. say something. So they must be like, you know, he's be like, oh, this is Guns N' Roses money. I want this percentage. And, like, no, dude, or, some, or something like, like that. Then why and would they, and dude, they yeah. could be they could be in fucking discussions right now, man. You know about like, you know, know how much percentage they want, or you know, like at the root of it, I'm sure it's all about money. <laughs> Guns and Roses, dude. Like, yo, you go on like one of their YouTube videos, you know, that has you know like the November Rain, you know, YouTube videos, fucking like one point billion, you know, right. something fucking views. Well, you scroll down and it's like, you know, music rights to 24 different music societies, you know, and it starts listing all of these people, you know, that are like, hey, dude, I deserve, you know, and it's like, you know, I I think the focus on the art is long gone. Mm. And, and I think that, you know, I'm happy. I, I, I heard, you know, they're going to, they might be putting out some new shit and it's like, dude, that is fucking awesome. You know, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, nobody really knows where West's master tapes fucking went. That's another thing, dude, is like, after he died, his house was raided by, like, fucking, you know, junkies. Oh, I'm West's friend. Oh, I'm West, you know, I'm West's friend. Oh, I'm West, you know, and it's like, they just were like, oh, I want a piece, I want a piece, I want a piece. And before they knew it, dude, it was like, where is all of this shit? I know Susan, you know, came and claimed all these guitars and shit. And, you know, we have a platinum for appetite for destruction and an old guitar of his, you know, and all, and, but it's like, where is his music? You know, like I'm finding these cassette tapes, but like, where, where's, you know, the bulk of the shit. Wow. Uh, and so that puts the question in my mind, you know, is somebody out there, you know, you know, who knows where, where West's music is now? You know what I mean? Like, who knows what is West's music? That's something Where else. it is, what what guitar riff is, you know, like, who 
like really dude somebody knows you know but you know well i know you're gonna keep after it man i mean you're you're oh a young, yeah dude. you're a young like, guy um i mean i i'm i'm only fucking 35 personal, so but uh, yeah yeah uh, um i guess he would be proud of you i mean obviously i did not know him but your intentions sound nothing but pure and you seem to have a really good head on your shoulders and you know uh that you were raised right you know that west had a good sister or has a good sister, however you want to phrase yeah, it. Yeah, dude, so. and despite what you might read or hear from other sources, dude, West and my mom were fucking as tight as you could get, man. And, you know, my you know my mom just loves her brother, loves her brother, you know, and, and that's all I can say, man. You know, they just, if she loves him the amount that she does, you know, and and I've only heard, you know, you know what she told me, you know, that I know he fucking loved her with all of his heart, you know, and would have done anything for her or his, you know, nephew Aaron, you know, he was always fucking like, <laughs> my mom tells me he was always like on top of the ball of like new shit being released. Like, oh, dude, the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I got that <laughs> a week before it fucking was released. You know what I'm saying? Nice. And, you know, like, I, I couldn't, like, if I were a kid in my, you know, I was 13 years old and, dude, my fucking rock star, <laughs> Mr. Rock and Roll fucking Leather Pants West is like, dude, I just couldn't even imagine, man, you know, but it's cool, you know, to me that I, that I have this character, you know, with this kind of like, you know, it's just, dude, it's a crazy it's crazy, dude. Like, yeah, I, it, it I can't you, imagine. It shows you how small, how small the world, like, really is. You know what I mean? When it's like, when that's the scenario, man. Uh, and, it, and, and he was loved by by countless people. You know what I mean? And he's still being loved by, you know, people after his death. You know what I mean? And clearly, uh, yeah, man. Like everybody on that trivia page is fucking, you know all you know they all love this guy and it, you know that's pretty much it man well i appreciate you again uh sharing uh, everything from your story telling us more about west because i think uh we want to know more you know for, not just from hearing some great music that's hidden but just some some stories that can uh you know really lead that, that we all can relate to and use in our lives so uh, i guess i appreciate everything you're 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 doing um, and I appreciate your time. And again, you're you're always welcome back on to talk about you know whatever you want to talk about because there's plenty more yeah, about sure. about West's story that we don't know yet. Yeah, for sure, man. Just let me know. Oof. I mean, there was um there was a lot of emotion in that conversation. You know, uh, very well spoken. I I say kid jokingly, of course, because I'm sure to many of you, I'm a kid. Uh, but very well spoken. Um, I, I think in, in control of his feelings, I know there's a lot there. And as I mentioned to him, and I'll just say it again, that I identify with, and I'm sure many of you do too, um, you know, family and money are difficult subjects for a lot of people. And then of course, when you mix in Guns N' Roses with that, it's a whole other fucking thing. It's, it's unbelievable. It, it really is. It's a shame. You know, everything you hear about West, again, if you listen to the Greg Buckwalter uh, interview or James, James uh, Hunting, uh, 
they, nothing but wonderful things to say about the man. You know, an, an addiction does not make somebody a bad person or, you know, you can have mood changes like what Casey said. That's part of the addiction. But what's underneath the addiction? That's who the person is. And listen to who West was, you know, from people that knew him. And, and you know, yeah, Casey, I mean, his family, he, he passed away, I think, West. Uh, when Casey was like three or four, something like that. Uh, but just the, I mean, it's 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 just difficult just to hear the love of a family member that he really barely knew. But I'm sure a lot of that is contingent on his mom. You know, just just extremely difficult. But I really appreciate his time. And that does it for episode 109 of Appetite for Distortion. Of course, thank you again to Henry Rollins. And, uh, yeah, again, to, to KC, uh, thank you for sharing his story. As far as other episodes coming up, I know I mentioned it in uh, Shotgun News. I mentioned one, Bob Guzioni Jr. from uh, Get in the Ring. <laughs> He's known for a lot of other things. He has a, a travel site called uh, Wanderlust, and we'll, we'll learn about his history at Spin and you know maybe ask him some the, – the questions, I think, if, what, that Axl Rose posed – <laughs> get in the ring if he's upset that his because his dad gets more uh, pee than he does. You know what I mean. Uh, also on the way, brain. It's rad. Yes, it is rad. Brain returning to the program. I'm so excited. He says he has some things to to promote, some some things to to share. Tell us all about it. So brain is on the way. Uh, again, Susan Mahomes McKagan should be happening early April. I'm very disappointed, though, that I not have not heard back from Pauly Shore. Guns and Roses. I mean, what's going on? I mean, I heard back, like, hey, is this a phone interview or in person? Oh, phone or whatever he wants to do. After that, silence. Guns and Roses. I want to happen, Pauly. So if somehow Pauly Shore hears his podcast, come on, man. Really, I can't get Pauly Shore on, on the show? I, get, I can get Henry Rollins, but I can't get Pauly Shore? Come on. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of other ones I, I've mentioned uh, are, are still pending. You know, Rob Caggiano from Fallbeat. I think that's going to happen around when they do their tour with, with Godsmack, Steel Panther. Uh, I know it's going to be on the way. Pretty Reckless is going to be on the way. I know Billy Rowe with the special guests he wants to bring on on the way. Uh, just a lot of cool things. And I know I haven't mentioned it in a while. I wanted to do. I still want to do uh, T-shirts. I still want that to happen, but... I think what I've thought about is that I need, and I'm waiting because it seems like at some point it's going to happen. Just you know, for sponsorship, I think that's that's what I need to wait for because I just, for me personally, radio is not as lucrative as many of you think it is. <laughs> so, even though it may not be a lot of money to invest in T-shirts, I want to kind of wait to see what this podcast does financially. So again, as I mentioned before, with the uh, promos now running on the iHeart app for this podcast, for, on other podcasts, um, that should be down the line. So, if, And I'll just say it now. If you have a uh, a product that you want to sell, I mean, I have a worldwide audience. Thousands listen to every episode. Uh, you know, many of these podcasts get picked up by the radio trades. Um, so i got to thank Blabbermouth for picking up our Michael Sweet interview. Yeah, of course, from, uh, from Striper. Alternative Nation always printing out uh, interviews that we do. So we have a, a good audience. So if you have something, I guess, probably like if you had like a, a good website that has like international sales, let's talk. 
just send me a message. Again, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show. And as always, I appreciate however you listen to us, whether you found us through the iHeartRadio app, AlternativeNation.net, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play. It's appreciated. So when is the next episode of the AFD show going to drop? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. Security, I'm going home.